Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony the Spider. <laughs> I got a new name for every opponent that gets in the ring with me. I call them pedal pushers. If you morons know anything about it, you know where I'm putting them. Tony the Spider means business in IPW, and I'm going to take everyone I can out. Kalisto, the last time you went at it alone, you became the United States champion. What can we expect from you on SmackDown Live? Well, hey, I'm here, like I said before, I'm here to shock the world. I'm ready. I'm ready to show my lucha art inside and outside the ring. But, first of all, I can't stop thinking about Baron, Cor- Baron Corbin being on SmackDown. <laughs> I get to have my revenge. Is that okay? Hey, like I said, I'm here to stay. Make make a, make a, uh, a good, good lucha, lucha thing. You need to tell me in front of the WWE Universe that you respect me. Brady Boone and Scott Doring. How you doing, Don? That was a hell of a finish. Yeah. Coco Samoa. It's one of the fastest energetic men I've ever seen in the ring today. The belts are on the line. What can I say? He's got one fall under, uh, going for him. We may see the belts change, hand here, change hands here tonight. I, I really feel that, me and my new partner here. What we've got going, we feel, is one of the, one of the best combinations of tag teams I've ever been involved with. I feel this, my partner here, he's one of the fastest men, one of the most agile, energetic individuals I've ever been teamed with. Appreciate comments from Test. I know, Steve Blackman, there's something you have to say. You bet your ass there is. Shamrock, it's real simple. I'll step into your world, the lion's den, if you step into mine. And that is weapons all around the cage, and anyone bad enough to get one can use it. So... This way, this thing's got to end one way or another. Eli, your topic is mustache. You have 10 seconds. Ready, go. What is a mustache? <laughs> it's a little bit of hair growing over the upper lip. I don't have one. Nobody else here has one, but you know what? A mustache for a real man. See, of all these people here, I have the best mustache of them all. I thought give me a couple more days, I'll have a nice, thick mustache. But none of these boys right here okay. will Thank ever have you, one. Eli. Thought he said he didn't have a mustache. Michael McGillicuddy approached the podium. <laughs> Michael... Ladies and gentlemen, episode 93, WrestleCast Radio. I still haven't found that damn intro to put our things in there, but ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We're live at 10 p.m. Central Time. Myself and the one and only Alex Mello in with us. The only door you ever knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom. Now I am excited. The Twitter fingers, <laughs> the jaw jacking has started for to get me a minuscule bit of uh, 
I, I guess, intrigue on the uh, rumored made event of Evolution. Nikki Bella battling the champion, Rowdy Ronda Rousey. For some reason, that sentence just seems... Uh, how are you doing, Ryan? I love how you your intro uh, is Brian Dozier's up two outs, bottom of the ninth, loaded bases, and they're down by four. My season, or my... Uh, uh, my game three resides on the guy from the twins used to grab his dong the whole time. <laughs> Great. Um, I love that your intro is Ronda Rousey yelling at Nikki Bella. That's the only door she knocked down was John Cena's bedroom. <laughs> That's some girl shade girl. Oh is, man. Is, is A lot of girl shade uh, last night in New York city. That's for sure. And some <laughs> random uh, possessed hotel. Or was that a hell? Yes, yes, definitely hell. Um, a mini, a miniature Dragon Ball Z fight. Um, also, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to dive into this. Oh, Hardy compounds. I oh, know, I cannot wait. <laughs> I was, I was waiting for, uh, for Allie to be like, no, we can't go, and then. And then Kira Hogan would be like, Jatsu! It's like, no! <laughs> and they're just like, ah! I'm just shooting lightning at each other. Oh, that was awesome. I Have you I, ever been present for a uh, an A-double situation, by the way? Get to that uh, after what you were going to say about your, your awesome alley. No, no, that's awesome. Yes, we'll explain what that sentence means later when we talk uh, Bound for Glory. <laughs> But uh, continue, good sir. We're going bound from glory after the first break, baby. <laughs> We're hoping it was impact tonight. No, he didn't watch yesterday. Oh, he watched. Yeah, uh, Brewers four, Dodgers nothing. Lick my ball. Somebody's closer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, they beat the Cubs too, so you shouldn't be happy about this. <laughs> That's fine. Just to show <clears throat> all I want, I can take it. It's like the Saints uh, when they beat the Vikings and Cardinals, and then Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. I was like, "What else you want to do to me? Who else are you gonna <laughs> be?" <laughs> now we're going right into Impact at the first break. Bound for Glory. I will say it was nowhere as good as Slammiversary, which is the show of the year. But I'll tell you what. Alex, I had some pretty good ratings on some of these matches. I had oh. three matches, four stars. I'm, I mean, I, I cannot wait to dive into uh, Impact, <laughs> uh, to dive into or maybe speculate why the middle finger was thrown right after the, the main event and why Johnny Nitro just, why does he find <laughs> out right after this? No. <laughs> No, look that—that's a perfect cue. We're gonna take it. Second no, fall no, no, I... no, no, no. That—that's just my 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 uh, my Simpsonsness in me uh, <laughs> that, that kind of said that. But no, um, I, yeah, I cannot the wait dude. to dive into that video package again. I don't know why Aries was the quote-unquote heel when Impact definitely uh, was, dare I say, Miz-esque in a way, just it's... not as good. But it was just obscene. It was like a Dennis Hopper reading of some sort <laughs> when he was kind of going down the 29 aliases he had. I thought he auditioned for the movie Split or something. Well, I love how Austin Aries says that 
you know, you're gonna you're gonna call me short guy. You're the guy who just takes the name of whatever company you're going in, and he uses that <laughs> as your last name. <laughs> and I mean, and to, to be fair, they they built it up well. I mean, with him, you know, you're short, and he's like, yeah, well, your wife's husky, and then they start fighting at the press conference. <laughs> And then he was making fun of her during the match, and she was some of the stuff she was saying. I'm like, oh my god, like you can't, re- I can't repeat what she was saying back to him when he kept patting his stomach and looking at her, going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pro wrestling, I love it. I, she she dropped him on every four letter word in the book. I thought she was gonna kill him. And then he killed her at the end, literally. Like, I mean, he he murdered her at the end of the, the match. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. We got to talk about uh, the the junior tag league starts tonight. Shingo. Um, oh my God, Shingo and Bushi against Rapungi 3K is the main event tonight. That would have started, right? I mean, get your <laughs> new ace of the juniors, if you will. Uh, just kind of uh, showcase that, but but then you got Show and Yo. Uh, how many flex pectorals um, oh, over under rise in the first of the match? Uh, mm, I'm going not I'm even going intros. Over. Okay. Hard over. I like it. Hard <laughs> over. <laughs> and until Yo eats another last falconry and about dies. <laughs> so we'll we'll break that down. Also, uh, kind of the stories leading into power struggle and just once again why New Japan is just so good at what they're doing. Um, third fall tonight. Obviously, we we haven't talked about Super Showdown. We'll we'll, we'll get into that if we have time tonight. If we get to the third fall, um, also Crown Jewel. Should it happen? What do we think about it if it does happen? And a lot of the rumors about the Elite on their way to the E. And a part of me thinks that these rumors are not rumors. And I have a good logic as to back up why I think that these guys are going to show up in WWE next year. Um, Take that, Seth Rollins. Yeah. You asked for it. You might get it. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll get into that third fall. That's probably more important than Super Showdown. Um, If we get into the Super Showdown, it'll be much like me breaking down the uh, majority of a Road 2 show. It'll be Alex talking as I didn't get patched past match four still as I started watching <laughs> Naomi against uh, uh, whoever the hell they wrestled. I think it was the riot squad. No, it wasn't. Who did Asuka and Naomi wrestle? Uh, the Iconics, the hometown <laughs> heroines. Yeah. And I'm going, man, this is like a 25 minute match. No, and it's it only four minutes. And I'm like, this is, this sucks. And then I just didn't watch anymore. So, but I've I've decided oh, I'm going so close to some sort of goodness. So I'm, close. I'm I'm going to get back on my my goodness. I'm going to start watching E. I'm going to watch Raw and SmackDown this do week. We have to. That's me saying. Do we have to? By the way, SmackDown 1000. So I think I might actually enjoy it. Um, Mount Rushmore. Not- I pose that question to you via text message. Like, who would you put on the the five? We're we're gonna say five. SmackDown wrestlers, the E kind of had their own, or the uh, .com kind of had their own top five. I kind of showed the Ryan. I was like, yeah. Um So we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of get his uh, his five to celebrate speaking, the 1,000th. Speaking of the E, did you see their five biggest betrayals? 
<laughs> I saw a blurb and I laughed at four of them because one of them was very, very like it happened yesterday. Yeah, they're like, "Ooh, this happened three hours ago. Let's make it number five. <laughs> like, are you? Oh, it was the BS, the Bella Ronda Rousey <laughs> thing that we all knew yeah, last March. The, the fifth biggest turn in company history was the Bellas turning on Ronda. Are you it kidding me? The barbershop window. No, no, I barbershop was three. Was that two? Barbershop was three. Uh, the Bellas was five. Yuck. Um, number two, number two was Evolution turning on Randy Orton. Oh, that's the infamous thumbs down. Oh. <laughs> and then number one Shout was the Shield, uh, the Shield uh, Seth Rollins thing. No, that was lame. We all knew that was going to happen. It's barbershop. Uh, and that, I would say the festival. Ooh, great book my heart. Um, one that is always going to be near and dear to me was at the end of Armageddon, I think it was, or Survivor Series, when uh, Batista looks at Rey Mysterio and goes, man, I'm sick of losing. I'm going to rip your head off. And he's like, what? And he just annihilates Rey Mysterio. That's a heel turn. That's one of the greatest turns in wrestling, not the Bellas and the Rousey. I will, I will stand near... And dear to that, just for the sake of the, I'm gonna rip your head off. And he's like, "What are you saying, Dave?" And he kills him. Um, we're gonna break. We're gonna come back, Alex. Uh, I think Alex just got put into a hope spot, so we'll see if he gets back from uh, Blog Talks um, Heavy Duty Wrestled. And when we get back. We're talking Impact Wrestling. We're talking Bound for Glory. Oh. Hey! Yeah, we Alex. are. <laughs> Alex, in case you didn't catch it, I said the one that is a, is a complete travesty that's not on the list is the uh, Survivor Series of like 05 or whatever when he's like, Dave Batiste is like, man, I'm sick of losing. He puts his arm around Ray Mysterio and he's like, I'm going to rip your head off. He's like, what? Oh, yeah, that was really good. Isn't We're... that when he like slammed him on the ring post when he was on the <laughs> gurney? No, that was Big Show. This is when he's like, I thought you were my friend. And he's like, I am Dave. And he's like, oh, <laughs> no. You're hurting me. <laughs> um, I don't know if you have it queued up, but one more time before we leave, if you want to play the most infamous insult to happen in pro wrestling, Ronda Rousey to Nikki Bella. Alex, if you got it, take us out. We'll see you right after this. <laughs> Radio. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative gear stand. 
Cook and Jordan Jiskra give you the best in sports of the week with real MVPs, spit takes, big news, and obviously those rumors. Strong Style Media is available on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, blogtalkradio.com. That means anywhere. You're connected. Say hi. You a fan of hot takes that make you say this? <laughs> Join me, Ryan Cook, and my co-host Alex Mello every Monday night right here on Strong Style Media. We'll give you the goods from New Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, Stardom, All Japan, Lucha Underground, and many, many more. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, Player FM, and now on iHeartRadio. As always, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Strong Style Media as well. And you know you get us on social media. Hit us up. We got to get back to the ring. It's time for the man. You have the lowest fantasy football winnings I've ever seen. You have earnings dysfunction. I recommend DraftKings. And if you draft the perfect lineup in the free opening weekend contest, the prize is $1 billion. You said a billion dollars? Billion. With a B. This is, this is, this is money. I, I know what that is. Play DraftKings free $100,000 contest week one. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después. Worldwide Latino pride. The ambassadors of violence. LAX, K Dog, the notorious 187 Homicide. Bang, 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 uh, Alex, are you part of LAX yeah. or are you part of the OGs? Uh, the non-Puerto Ricans. <laughs> Duh. I, thank you. Um, uh, Al, Al, no, thank you. Uh, Alex, you told me you found the clip. <laughs> Sorry, you got me on the whole Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican <laughs> tip. So you know what I'd say to that, LAX. <laughs> oh, <laughs> LAX. The only door you ever knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Conan. So when they were talking next- about the lucha mask with Conan earlier, <laughs> was the Max Moon attire they were talking about. <laughs> no, it was, he used to come to the ring with a mask. He he used to wrestle. Uh, he, he was just the wore Hogan trunks. of Mexico. I hear. Yeah, he, he came up with a. He had a mask with like fu- like fur on the back of it. Then he just he would just wrestle in trunks. Dude, he used to be jacked. He was so good. Like I'm not even trying to like hype it up because of what 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 we watched, but dude, in like the '90s, he was really good. No, he was I, really really good. I I totally get it. I just it just was not Go my bag. There. I don't know why I don't like Hispanic wrestlers from the '90s. Me being Here's Hispanic, a, it's weird. 
um, your your homework assignment for the week is look up uh, Slamboree 97, I think it is. Um, it's Jushin Liger against Conan for the WCW US title. Really? Wait, which and, so it's Liger and Conan in nineteen ninety seven? Yep, Liger's wearing his all black and gold uh outfit. Oh, his tight. heel his heel gear. And it's, so he's it's not right maximum. before No, no. But it's an awesome match. It is awesome. Like I was like, damn, Liger lost, but this Conan guy is tight. And then the next <laughs> month I was like, Oh, Conan is defending the title against Ric Flair? Yeah, I'm glad Flair broke his leg and he won. <laughs> Sorry, Conan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. but I, I tell you what, the, you know, not, not jumping ahead or jumping around, but um, that LAX OG's feud might be the feud of 2018 for me. Like if you know, I said this. I said this to you at Slammiversary, and I'm sure. I, and I'm sure you haven't done it since. And I wish you would. Is go back and watch all of the vignettes from these things up until where they thought. Uh, everybody thought that that uh, Conan killed Eddie Kingston. Yep. When when King's like, just kill me, mother effer, kill me, and he and he has an eight ball. Uh, pool ball in a, in a sock and he hits him in the head with it. And then Richie, the little kid, gets run over by the car. He gets run over. I love it. I love and it because it's, it's the worst editing job ever. Oh, I saw like the nine minute promo video before the, the match that they had. And then they bring in like the mob bosses who like call the war off until the paper. It's like that Modelo commercial with uh, Tony Gonzalez and like the other two Mexican football players ever. They're like, oh yeah, that one guy. I think I remember it's it's uh, the reason I think this is like my feud of the year is this is the most like egregious and look, we're, we're late night. We've said we're going to do it anyway with the cursing. This is the most egregious shit I've ever seen on wrestling television. And oh, for that reason, I love it. I I, I love it. It's like no, when, I, I would when, say I would have agreed with you, but then I saw the match. Um, I believe that preceded the main event. I, I don't know if it was a match, a House of Horrors, what have you. I I, I think Allie and Sue Young and the Sinister Minister. Welcome back, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I think they take the most egregious thing. Um, yeah. I think I've ever. But uh, LAX and. Uh, homicide Hernandez. I, I don't know who any of them are. They're all the same. Um, just like the British blokes we talked about in progress last week. Uh, but yes, no, that this feud, from what I've seen, uh, from the two and a half matches and the 29 minute promo videos that they had before and after and during this this event, uh, bonkers, but in all well good attentions. But in a concrete jungle, why is it all wood? I yeah, that makes sense. I look I just I love watching Santana get mad that his hooker girlfriend won't stop sleeping with other guys but she's a hooker and Conan's trying to teach Ortiz how to how to slang blow on the side to make more money. Like it's it's just the most ridiculous stuff ever and it works. <laughs> Everything works. Uh, by the way, the Packers are about to come back and win this game. This no! Cost my cousin $2,000 in Vegas <laughs> right now. 
it was uh, a great a great catch uh, by Equinemius St. Brown and then Devonta oh. Adams. <laughs> oh, well. The Bears are still in first. That's all that matters. For one more week. Shout out uh, Brock Osweiler. Yuck. He came bring the pain. Uh, but I just, I loved it. I loved every bit of this. And this was, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. I think this was the most nerve-wracking thing I've ever watched in a wrestling match since Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon on the top of the cell for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever on the top. Sorry, what was that? I think this was the most nerve-wracking match I may have ever watched, like, aside from Shane and Kevin Owens on top of the cell, just because of my heights thing. But because, like, and you could tell the minute that, that – Homicide Hernandez and Eddie Kingston came out. All three of them mm-hmm. started kicking at the same board that was out of place. Oh gosh, yeah. They're all like, "This board definitely isn't a twenty-seven yarder." Mason Crosby and the Packers win. Um, oh. like, they're all like, "And this board's way warped out of place." And the refs trying to fix it or whatever. And then we see Ortiz and Santana come out with uh, the Tan Boy or whatever the hell that guy's name was that was rapping. <laughs> and you mean uh, totally being off sync? You mean that guy, right? <laughs> yeah, bingo. I was like, I was and, like, oh, his hair is moving, not his lips, but his hair. And then they get in the ring and they're like, "Hey, this board's not right." And then the bell rings. <laughs> oh, somebody's gonna die on that board. And minutes into the match, Hot Stuff Hernandez gets clotheslined over the top rope, and on his way over the top rope. He hits his head off of the set board mm-hmm. we've all seen that they've been messing with, and now he's bleeding down the side of his head. And it happens instantaneously in, in the match, right away. It, and I'm watching this going, one of these guys is going to break their ankle. <laughs> like somebody's going to get a, and homicide who has no, he has no other speed than fast. I'm like, he's gonna die. He's, he's gonna he's gonna tear something. <clears throat> and then Eddie Kingston does a dive. The board warps sideways, and he goes headfirst into the guardrail. And all you hear is screaming. And you're like, "Wow, Eddie Kingston's dead now." I mean, this match is just nerve wracking to watch. Um, Do you but, think this actually made? Um... The Punjabi prison match, the safest match in in gimmick history. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> it's a little awkward that you asked me that. I didn't know. I don't know how to uh, combat from that when it's the complete polar opposite of safe to danger with the match. But kudos for throwing me for a loop. Um, but once again, they just. I can't. I couldn't get over the risk that they took. I I I went four stars in this match. LAX gets the win, <laughs> just for balls. And well, I thought I I was entertained. I I will not lie. I was a hundred percent entertained. A lot of them. Um, Angel Ortiz when he did uh, or no Santana excuse me does his uh, for the 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 neck breaker off the top. He totally flips over far. Mm-hmm. Just. And on his own feet, so he doesn't have to land on those boards. Hot, hot stuff. Hernandez takes the double superplex on the boards. I mean, it was dude. 
Yeah, there was there were some nasty nasty bumps, but let's not forget the the finish. What that sunset power flip, power bomb through the gimmick. Uh, what was it? The street sweeper, as they like yep. to call it. A lot easier to say than what I what I just made up. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> on those boards, I was like, good gosh, so like why take that? Over flipped, so he didn't have to fully land on the boards. On the neck breaker, he's like, I'm not back bumping. I'm going to land on, like, my side and my hand. <laughs> Let's just hope it looks good. Your, your you... guy, by the way, making a miraculous comeback, because you know what he was doing, right? Uh... The only door you ever knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom. I'm just keeping <laughs> keeping it 100. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was dude, it was I I was really fun. I loved it. I I loved it. I thought it was really good. It was. I wanted to hate it, Ryan. Do you want to know when I wanted to not to write this match off? Essentially, just take a wild guess. If you know me, and and you know how I feel about bad when, stuff. When Conan came out, y- yes. That was the second time I wanted to write this match on. But the very first time, we we alluded to it earlier. What was the the first time? The very beginning, when they were all huddled up, terribly off lip syncing, whatever the hell they were trying to say on the speakers. I was like, nope, no time for this. And it, but it you was know, a very it, enjoyable match. Like you said, they beat the hell out of each other. They did crazy dives. It was everything that you wanted to see these guys do in a match aptly titled, uh, where not even a concrete block, like no, like anywhere, not even as a a set piece, you know, around <laughs> the ring or anything like that. So I don't know why it's you just didn't call, you know, walking off the plank or off the plank match or, or some rubbish like that. But this isn't. This isn't a pirate fight. This isn't Johnny Pegleg and his and his shoot of bandits there. <laughs> oh, those boards would say differ, sir. Um, but uh, no, it was you know it was it was okay. I'm I'm hoping uh, these guys don't touch again for a long, long time. And oh, me, to be fair, I don't think they will. I think they did exactly what they should have with this feud. So it's a blow off. Yeah. And it, look at this feud lasted for a year. They proved you can make a feud last. I I love yeah. it. I mean, it was, this is a feud of the year for me. Great match. They they did everything they needed to. Um, they gave me a heart attack watching these guys. Well, how about on... them starting the show? Oh like, yeah, with their, the the yet like them talking about New York and all that. LAX talking about New York. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was a nice, and that's a good way to go. We can kind of jump back to the front, and then we can kind of come back, skip over that match when we get near the end here. Um, we saw Rich Swan and Willie Mack defeat the team of Matt Seidel and All Ego Ethan Page. Yeah, uh, I think All Ego Ethan Page is a nice addition to Impact. Um, he's got a great look to him. Nice big dude. He can move. <laughs> well, uh, are you not a fan here. of All Ego? No, I, I am. I, I mean, these kids, they know something. They have studied. They know what it means to to be and live that character. Um, you know, we, we, we know, of course, 
uh, fan favorites, uh, you know, Joey Janela lives that character, you know, Um, and, and, you know, Mr. MJF lives that character. I'm, I'm yeah. going to say All Ego Ethan Page definitely, uh, you know, fits into that. It was great seeing him at All In and kind of, you know, again, playing against the crowd. Just again, that that nice classic, um, you know, just jerk that you want to see his face get punched in. Um, and and uh, Willie Mack definitely tried to make that happen. Rich Swan tried to kick that face in. Um, some interesting Stuff with this match, Ryan. I actually had a lot of fun. Uh, the pairing of Matt Seidel and Ethan Page, uh, even the the, <laughs> the announced team, uh, were like, "Yeah, this is just kind of thrown together." Um, but but like you said, it works. Like Ethan Page is is a guy that can go from this. I, I don't know about Ring of Honor anymore, but you know, just so, you know, he can kind of go to this, you know, MLW and and whatnot, and and kind of tour around and make a, a nice name for himself because he is something. You know, a GCW uh, especially as well. Uh, you know, a guy that can you know play that you know antagonist so well for an opening of a match or even into that semi-main event. This is a guy though down the line that could be a major character in the landscape of professional wrestling. Yeah, I I, I like uh, I like Ethan Page. I think I think he's got I think he's got a light a lot of the uh, the right tools and. I don't know, Matt Seidel was a little wonky. Keep pointing at his uh, his third eye so much. I'm like, good God, man! But I thought it was a nice way to set it up. Um, did you use your promo code on comda.com and get your free hat? <laughs> no, but uh, Willie Mac is awesome. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I am a fan. You get a, a Don Callis after like somebody should get him a mic. He can cut a great promo. <laughs> they kept plugging Comda. I think it was Comda dot com. I went on the website and had no idea what I was looking at. I was like, all right, I think these people are like kind of like um, customing, but I'm not positive. Uh, not positive as well as we get the second match of the night. E. Lie, Drake, Alex. Do you get it, dummy? Do you get it, dummy? I, uh, wow, dummy. That was the second thing. Is that probably why I didn't like this gimmick? Um, <laughs> dummy, Eli, Drake, dummy. Sorry. Did you I'm think really it was going to be Trying to put it over here. <sighs> you know, I'm not going to lie. New York found, since he is technically born in New York, or was born in New York. There's a lot of rumors, too, that he was going to debut and do a few dates with Impact. And part of it, like, I fell asleep. Excuse me. I had a long morning. I fell asleep really early last night. And I woke up at about 2.30 this morning so I could watch the entire show before I started getting ready for work this morning. And all I could think about was, like, I was having dreams that Jericho showed up. Like, that's how hard I must have been thinking about it that I didn't realize I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then when Ellsworth came out, I went, oh, you son of a bitch. You're so good, Jericho, <laughs> because everybody knows that you and Ellsworth are tight. So you're just having Ellsworth come out here to piss everybody off and throw the scent off the trail that it's you. And then Eli Drake's going to stomp you 
and then he's going to call out another person because that wasn't fair, and then that's when we get Jericho. And every bit of that, I was right until it was a miss. Yeah. Damn it. He's <laughs> retiring. <laughs> so literally, I was like, man, he he did this so perfectly. Um, he got everybody thinking Ellsworth was was the guy and got off his scent. <laughs> but then it really wasn't him, and I was kind of bummed. But that I was Grammy happy- train move. Uh, this is the first time I've seen Eli Drake, I think, ever. Hey, he's got the look of Elias, Damian Sanders. Anyways, um, he's got the look, that is for sure. Um, you couldn't see too much with Ellsworth. The interaction was good. If it was about seven minutes less, um, I would say the crowd, not a fan of James Ellsworth whatsoever. Um, but uh, yes, unfortunately, when he said Hall of Famer, I said, oh, no. And yeah. thus, my nightmare began with Abyss. Uh, semi running down or just like suddenly appearing like magic um, or just like uh, someone that won't go away. Um, yeah, it's whatever. It, it was the longest point where I wanted to throw the towel in. <laughs> but I, honestly, Ryan, I thought this was fourth match, not even all the way in the beginning. Wow. Yeah, I went two stars on this. I was counting the time until Abyss left the ring. I was like, come on, just get out of the ring. Um, I like I like Eli Drake. I know not a lot of people do, but I really like Eli Drake. And I just, it boggles my mind that Impact gets him to not go to NXT and to renew with a new deal with Impact. And this <laughs> is how he's booked at Bound for Glory. Man, they totally will outspread him. Um, he, like I said, he's got a look. He can talk. Um, and he did freestyle, you know, kind of playing off the crowd, I thought, really well. Especially when he said a wrong wrestler after they were saying the uh, deletes in the crowd like jerks. Um, <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I, I, I think if he is tailored correctly, yes, there's no reason why. That guy, that guy cannot be your champ. Um, either way, um, you book him because I think he could, you know, kind of flip flop pretty easily. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of good that can come from it. Um, but I I Except enjoyed Ryan's it. match yeah. of the year. I you know I'll tell you what for whatever reason I went four stars in this match. There was a couple sloppy points. I will 100 percent admit that. But these girls worked their ass off. Uh, Tessa Blanchard defeats Talia Bakary. I mean, they both kicked out of their own, fi- you know, finishes. Yeah. Um, there was a few times that I thought it was over and it wasn't. I I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I thought this match was tremendous. Like you, I said, could I feel, you could feel uh, the animosity, the respect. But also just the, you know, I, I want to beat your ass for this championship. And you don't really, I mean, yeah, that's that's a lie. You are getting more of that lately, it seems like, which is great. Um, but no, uh, every chop was, was there. Every code breaker and DDT um, and submission applied, uh, you could feel it. Uh, great emotion. Uh, yeah, I thought Tessa was out a few times. I thought they were going to make... Uh, the newly uh, the newly wed couple dual champions walking out, but um, no Tessa Blanchard uh, with that diving code breaker off the top uh, 
pretty, pretty awesome there. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. This was a good match. Um, seeing Tessa Blanchard, what, four or five times this year for me, uh, I, I, I like. I, I like to see how she evolves. She definitely has that character down. Um, you know, in the ring, she's there. But, you know, again, there's always room. Um, and, and she's definitely aiming uh, in the right direction there. But, yeah, these two put on a heck of a match. I cannot wait to see her slay some zombies uh, when that comes or maybe perform an exorcism or two. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I thought it was a fun match. I know there was a couple sloppy parts in it, but I, I thought mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, then we get your Dusty Dreamer, as you called it. Um, was it as predictable? Like I get it at him? all in, but now, still. Well, he's been doing it for like three years. But it, I mean, the minute that the the DQ happened, was it as obvious to you? Like, oh, I mean, you could see Tommy Dreamer standing on the side of the stage waiting for the music. Oh, I thought they were getting um, rushed for time since that horrific Eli Drake uh, abyss thing it took forever. Eli Drake, dummy. Ever. Dummy. There's there's a dummy button you can buy off the app store. <laughs> it's I like will a not dollar. buy that. But you know what I did <laughs> buy? Um, this match, uh, as as I thought, was a little, uh, like you said, uh, uninspired, I would say. Uh, very... Uh, you know, just it was obvious. Um, it definitely picked up uh, kind of in the last couple of minutes of it where I, I, I wished the match was more like this. And honestly, this was a fun match. Um, again, crowd was great. Tommy Dreamer, I'm, you know, I'm, I get it. You know, House of Hardcore, God bless. But for me, this, you know, this is something where I'm like, okay, maybe we don't need to bring Tommy Dreamer in every TNA or sorry, Impact pay-per-view it seems like but uh fun match i didn't know what eddie edwards was meaning again what side of the fence obviously moose different persona kind of like this i don't know who the guy uh with the uh with the slacks was uh but uh eddie edwards uh definitely um oh killer cross (laughs) killer cross that's the guy I, i have no idea um, but but no, uh, I don't know how Edwards kicked out of that pop up power bomb because to me that looked vicious. Uh, but you know, again with the schoolboy, again the blurred lines. I thought Eddie Edwards from the promos was uh, evil incarnate, but again then Moose comes out cocky as hell. I was like, what's going on? Who's booking this? <laughs> yeah, I I want three on it. Nothing <laughs> too crazy, but. You know, I, I gave it its due because they, they were beating the hell out of each other. Um, but wasn't anything too outstanding, outstanding. Uh, definitely will step up. OVE defeats Brian Cage and the Lucha Bros. Phoenix and Penta El Cerro Miedo. Um, can somebody tell me why on 205 Live, TJ Perkins got a victory and did the Cerro Miedo? Ew. No. Yeah, T.J. Perkins, please give us a call. Uh, so you can, uh, you know, speak for yourself at one three four seven eight five seven one zero six zero because you should not uh, do that ever. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd like to even see see him do the uh, the 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 
be a star, WWE. Stop trolling. (laughs) Marks, come on. How vicious was this finish with OVE just continuously kicking Brian Cage in the head about nine different times? Yeah, that was that was brilliant. It was like a bunch of juggalos, like in my worst nightmare in the late nineties. Jumping people. Because that's how I imagined myself, how I looked, you know, in, in the late 90s. But anyways, no. Uh, Cage, Brian my Cage. gosh, that guy can work. Um, obviously, we saw him being crowned the first ever Warrior Wrestling champion in Warrior Wrestling in Chicago, yeah. Heights, Illinois. But, uh, no, Phoenix and Pentagon, over as F. Uh, OVE, Sammy Callahan, uh, give the man the prize. Heel of the year definitely has to be in your rankings. Um, but no, uh, Brian Cage, I the ending was so abrupt, I was confused. But then I was like, no, that makes sense. Because like you said, the three of them just kicking the crap out of him while he's on his knees just in the head and the chest. And then essentially, I guess, when you get with a pile driver, it's a one, two, and three. So I, I love the brutality of this match. Uh, Pentagon and, and Callahan, very good field. I want to go rewatch the hair versus mask match from Slammiversary. Because, uh, I, yeah, I definitely want to re, rewatch that. But hell of a six man. <laughs> great fun, great fun. Obviously, <laughs> talked about the LOX OGs match. Um, Allie defense against Newark or uh, uh, in New Newark, New York. I think they did it. Or somebody, somebody said it was in in there. But uh, to them, it was in Doctor James Mitchell's Father James Mitchell's <laughs> Abyss of Hell. That it. Remember, if you touch your soul. Bad things gonna happen. You can only look at it. And he also said, "I agreed to get you there, but I never agreed I would get you out." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I underlined Allie as the victor, but I put NA because it wasn't really a match. But I'm assuming she won. Oh, we no. The audience was the winners, Ryan. Come on. Um, I don't know who that woman was that popped up to save the black cheerleader who was in a coffin and uh, Buffy, the Canadian vampire slayer. Um, <laughs> that was but this was a bonkers as a hell. Sinister minister just popping up. Uh, I thought this was the promo before the match. And I was like, wow, this is a really extended promo. Interesting. Um, and then literally... Uh, in my notes here, it even says, um, after I talk about lifting the casket, which apparently is a portal out of wherever they were at, um, I pretty much was like, wait, is this the match? After, again, I see uh, Allie put an axe through Sue Young's neck for, I think, the fourth time? I'm um, kind of in, in this uh, little crazy uh I, I guess a gonzo type of uh, feel, uh, but it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was like watching a Cinemax, like a soft core film, I guess, like back in the day where it's like, oh, they're actually having a plot. And then it's just like, wait a second. Um, but no, this was oh, kooky. Wow. It was very Hardy Boys-esque, uh, you know, kind of with the, uh, with the broken Matt Hardy, uh, so kudos to them. It'll be interesting where they go. I still don't know why there were magical powers 
but hopefully they will get into that very soon. Does Rosemary show up at the tapings? Is that who that person was? I have no idea yeah. who that was. The one who was going, go, Allie, you must make it back to the real world. <laughs> and then they were like Dragon Ball Z fighting. And, and then all of a sudden the dude was going to come in and it was going to be like, can Yamcha defeat Vegeta? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. As as they all pull her in and all the... By the way, uh, let's not forget Allie killed people on TV. I was about to say, I was just about to say, so how we always joke with the E showcasing maybe they murdered someone. No, people were murdered. Spirits were murdered, like, in this segment. She she stabbed one of the undead bridesmaids to the point that blood shot blood. all over her own face. And then she, just when, uh, so Sue Young's beating the hell out of Allie with a baseball bat, gets her to the <laughs> corner, puts her in a manable claw, and she passes out, pulls this goofy... Dungeons and Dragons finishing knife out of her corset in her leg, and uh, as she gets ready to finish her off, um, here comes Allie with the the axe and stabs her in the neck to kill her, <laughs> only to her to come back into the room dragging her body with blood everywhere, and she pulls it. It was ridiculous. Once again, like I said, I. I gave Allie the victory, but I went no stars. <laughs> Don Callis said it best right, at, right after, and he said, "What the hell was that?" Um, it was it was Gonzo at its best. I I would watch it again. Like it's, I don't think it's as groundbreaking as the broken stuff. Um, obviously, it took me a while to kind of get on that that bandwagon. But until I realized that this just wasn't a pre-match uh, kind of uh, video, um, that it was actually the segment, I, I kind of got into it a little bit more. And then, oh, yeah, murder. Yeah, that threw me off, too. I thought it was, like, the hype video for it. And then when I'm like, they've been going for about five, seven minutes here. Is this the match? <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. Um, speaking of hype videos, Johnny uh, Johnny Nitro, as I like to forever call him as, um, when they were showing uh, him, and then when he named his 27 other aliases, did you notice that they showed the wedding pic and who was right there dead in center in plain sight? <laughs> Are you talking about Melina? What? She was in there? No, I, I guess I didn't see the, the pics. So I assumed you were talking about the ironically stuck Molina in there. No, I got to go back and watch that. No, Dolph Ziggler and Zack Ryder making their Impact oh, Wrestling debuts. That makes that makes a lot, a lot of sense if you look at the uh, Long Plain Island IC. Yeah. No, I was thinking they, like, somehow didn't get rid of Molina in there as they're talking about like marriage with another it's woman. Almost as bad as Josh Matthews saying cruiser exhibition. <laughs> now this match, it, it seemed weird for me from the get go, and I don't know if you got the same feeling of it, but it was like they were trying to make it look like a shoot fight because of the TMZ stuff. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They legit were having a shoot fight. 
Or I don't know what it was. It was just See, I thought weird. it looked calm and collective. I was looking for every warning sign, but honestly, I thought Aries worked that match like a champ. And yes, I agree. I think you, they were trying to work that reality aspect from the press conference into the match a little bit. I'm sure a lot of it was um, not surprisingly, but honestly, I, I thought Aries looked like a consummate professional during the whole thing. And and it threw me off a little bit when the, the feed kept cutting out for, you know, whenever Johnny Impact was doing anything. So I was, I was a little confused why that was happening, but yeah, it was, it was, it was almost like they would do a few things and then it would stop for like a movie scene. Yeah. And then they would get back to it. But I mean, to be fair, once they got rolling, this match was really good. I went four and a quarter on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Impact gets the win. We see Austin Aries do a dive through the bottom middle rope, taking out Talia <laughs> Valkyrie. That was great. <laughs> uh, but then Austin Aries, no sells the finish, gets up and leaves the ring, supposedly flipping off Don Callis in the process, and then walking to the back. What do you make of this? Um. Allegedly, well, apparently the contract uh, ended that night. Uh, CM Punking um, his exit, unfortunately, not leaving with the uh, Impact Championship there. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, Morrison, Impact, Nitro, uh, that's a cool name. Um, You know, kind of, uh, you know, was just like, huh? And then, you know, kind of then was like, oh, we're still on. So, you know, kind of did the champion thing. So at first he was a little miffed, but uh, Aries was definitely heated. So he was he was uh, totally holding all that in right until the three. Like I said, I mean, he took everything. I mean, he did everything into that match, um, including taking, I would say, a beautiful brain buster from, uh, from Johnny Impact um, into the Starship Pain. It was just. You know, the, the turmoil, you know, just got to him, whatever it may be from the front offices. Uh, I don't know if this is something uh, since we got a James Ellsworth uh, earlier in the show. And, you know, of course, him and the E are still tight with him apparently coming on uh, SmackDown 1000 on Tuesday. <laughs> Maybe it's just a talent exchange with, of course, the Impact Wrestling WWE meetings a few weeks back here. Uh, since they were, uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, rumored relationship ties and what they can do. So I don't know. Aries has that history. Why doesn't he come back to 205? Why doesn't he come back to NXT? It's the hottest free agent right now. One of the best Too workers. And let's just say, agreed. Let's just say, why not knock wrestling on the side and make people keep talking about him? Does he go back to ROH? Maybe. I mean, does it keep running the indie circuits? Possibly. But wouldn't it be crazy if he just showed up on 205 Live? Let's be real. He was Neville before Neville became Neville and walked out. So why can't he just walk back in? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that could be done with this. And let's not forget, too, this was all done on his terms. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he, he came in the same way he left out from the 70s. If any time he doesn't want to do an armbar, you're going to pay those for the ropes. They're worth seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. <laughs> armbar. <laughs> so, 
don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Aries giving the birds. Uh, Sports Center totally just good. Screwed. I thought this was a really good main event. <laughs> honestly, like I said, I could barely find any holes. Sports Center totally threw me for a loop and started throwing money on the screen. And then I started going, "What the hell am I talking about?" And I'm talking about seven million dollars. Like, no, 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 no. What is the hell? I this is why I can't have a TV in here while I'm doing this. I gotta turn this off. Um, you know, there there was talk too that it's a work, and if this is a work, this might be one of the dumbest works you could ever do to your crowd. Mm-hmm. Because how are you going to take any rematch seriously if he just no sold it just like that? Yeah, and and if you're a promoter, how do you take Austin Aries seriously after this? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, have you ever experienced anything like that in person at a show? Um, one time, but it was much more minuscule with a much more minuscule human being that was in the opening match who didn't want to lose or who was winning, excuse me. And they were mad that they were winning because they wanted to do more than. No, it was the Bulldog and uh, the Bulldog and Jay Bliss. Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's a shoot. So I'm, I'm waiting for these impact tapings to come out. And oh, and I really want to know I want to know what was going to happen from all this, but um, let's let's break. Uh, hour number two is kicking in here. I'm going to regroup and figure out what the hell. Now that I got my TV off here, let's get into power struggle and the the junior tournament. Let's kind of talk thoughts. Who we think is going to make it through the tournament? Um, you know, and kind of what we we're going to do a week or two ago, and kind of how. How we're starting to shape up to the big show because we're getting really close. Tickets go on sale in ten days for Wrestle Kingdom, so we're gonna talk some New Japan here. Coming back at you, hour number two. Don't go away. Wrestlecast Radio. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality when you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate. Baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company. And I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my Mello here, one half of the Pop Culturist, inviting you to get your pop culture fix every Wednesday night here on the Strong Style Media Network. 
alongside Half Pine Kyle Adams. We'll see who got beat down at the box office. Run down the Manic Movie Minute, find out what Kyle has for his musical mantra, and you hear our takes on the latest in film, the television, and the music. Listen to the Pop Culturist every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strongstylemedia or search strongstylemedia on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Strong Style Media, we are conglomerates. Greetings and salutations to fight fans. It's your boy, Dub. One half of standing eight count radio. You want fight analysis, news, a look at the local Minneapolis Minnesota boxing team? Then tune in Sundays, 10 p.m. Central Time, and listen to Ryan Cook and I break down the speed science. If you don't know where to find us, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. That's Ascending Account Radio, and that's presented by Strong Style Media. We are conglomerate.
Uh, no, I went four and a quarter, same as before. No, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did, I did uh, totally realize. I have no idea what the hell I was talking about. Seven million dollars. I totally fell asleep. I think while I was talking. So I think I've reached a new, a new, like spectrum with my narcolepsy, where I was now engaging in conversation while not awake. Dude, you're be, you're Donnie Darkoing yourself. Um, shout out to uh, this Monday the twenty second. I go to the hospital for my sleep apnea, so I, I'm getting treated in about six days here. Um, oh man, because <laughs> it has gotten worse over the last month. But I'm sitting there, and, and as you were talking, I'm going, "What in the bleep was I talking about?" Yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't know if you had any margaritas with tacos. Or any Dos Equis celebrating uh, LAX's win? No. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, man, this is tight. So that's that's one of those special uh, behind-the-scenes episodes of WrestleCast. <laughs> I, know it's, I know we were going to talk a little WWE rumors and, and news in the next segment, but did you see that Instagram post of Randy Orton telling... 2K to F off because <laughs> his player no. model was he, he posted a picture of his player model and it's like really 2K bleep off <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh his, Randy Orton's character model looks like me when I met Tamu oh, Salati he looks like Tommy Dreamer <laughs> like, looks no like offense Dusty Randy Dreamer. Orton That's awesome. I love how he puts a wow in all caps. <laughs> so bad. Um, uh, that guy, does, has he had the, the luckiest life ever, Randy Orton? I mean, from Matthew, not getting any anything from the AWOL and, you know, not getting any, you know, like punishment for that and then just like becoming a wrestler. Uh, becoming a, a guy with hair who would do like a, a fist drop to uh, being the youngest champion uh, to essentially just, I mean, being a gifted athlete, don't get me wrong, great charisma, excellent vil- villainry. But again, as, as they would call out on, on some promos, especially with Cena later on, he just kind of skated by and you're just like, man, you're getting that $7 million contract a mm. year. That's Million was coming from Ryan, um, and, yeah. and just living a life. Hey, it it feels like once again he can do no harm. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you have the first night of the juniors card pulled up. Really good card here. But yes. What I'm going to impromptu just bring up uh, this Friday, Los Angeles, California, Pro Wrestling Gorilla has their upcoming Smokey and the Bandito event. This card. Holy hell! I, I, you know, we just got to talking about how excited it when when I get the bola. You're driving up there so we can spend twelve hours watching the bola. Hell but yeah! Opening match, uh, Puma King, who's getting a ton of ground in the Indies. He's the next guy you got to check out. But it's Puma King Ray Horace, who is Dragon Azteca Junior in Lucha Underground and Flamita in a three way. Oh, uh, the Brody King takes on Timothy Thatcher. 
Then we get uh, Darby Allen is supposed to face Joey Janela. Obviously, Janela won't be in this match as he won't be able to wrestle for at least a year. But um, Darby Allen on the card. Then we get Ray Phoenix, who's amazing, against Bandito. That's wow. <laughs> and then um, I believe he works CMLL. Might be AAA, but I think it's CMLL. Uh, Hechicero takes on Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier, the Rascals, defend the PWG tag titles against the debuting Ortiz and Santana LAX. Oh, there you go. And then your main event, Walter defends the PWG title against Jeff Cobb. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's insane. And then what's also insane is he fights PCO the next night in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah, After we going to Jeff Cobb. You got to work, homie. Oh, I will tell them to eat every bit of my balls that I can. And that's a Saturday. I don't have to work Saturday. Volta. Okay. <laughs> I'm off weekends. I'm I'm Monday through Friday now. Wow, um, really? Yeah, so we can go. Speaking of that, I sent you that MLW thing. Do you want to get tickets to that? It's in a Cicero Stadium in Chicago. <laughs> Did you say Cicero? Oh, I love that. Is it Cicero? Is it Cicero? Cicero? Chicago, man. Cicero. Uh, Low-key defends the title against Shane Strickland. That would be interesting. Is he going to show up? I hope so. What Um, if Suzuki comes out and and just fights Shane Strickland in just like an MMA-style match? I would would rip my clothes off and start Ultimate Warrior pounding my chest in front of everyone in Cicero. (laughs) (laughs) But then we get, oh, yeah. you know, it's this world tag team title fight. Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix cornered by Conan against L.A. Park. Wow. Del L.A. Park as kid. We get wow. Loki. It says world heavyweight champion Loki or Daga, depending if Daga beats him for the title, against Shane Strickland. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler's on the card. Uh, middleweight oh, champion nice. on the card. Sammy Callahan, Sammy Guevara. <laughs> I really want to go to that show. That's all MLW, huh? Damn it! Why does my mom have to have knee surgery? Otherwise, I would say yes. Oh, she have, can she can she have it on like November tenth? Uh, she actually has it November twenty third. Possibly, we could possibly make See, this that is happen. This is November eighth. Hmm. Mom's still. I'm still crushing it. <laughs> that is true. And I must have uh, to put that on the burner. MLW still has second row tickets for forty bucks on sale. That's it. And we could say what up, Bruce Pritchard. Hey, get us Tony. Sh- hey, Tony Schiavone. Come on, Cast Radio. We'll get we're a gonna, live one-on-one in-person interview. We're, we're going to quarter Tony Schiavone, and you're going to get him on his knees. And I'm going to put an eight ball in a sock like Conan. And then I'm going to blast him in the head like King. No, no. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, best of the, the, the junior tag, uh, tag league. 
You have that opening card. This is a tremendous card. Oh, my gosh. All eight teams right away. Um, Which is, this this, this seems like a minimal amount of teams, or am I just, or am I loco, um, if you will? Last year they did, they had four and four, and they did an actual tournament. Sure, they're doing eight teams in a uh, G1 style block, a round robin block. So each team opening. So opening uh, just in a few hours here, actually. Um, Jushin Thunderliger, Tiger Mask, or having a hell of a match, I would say, um, over at uh, King of Pro Wrestling. Um, against uh, Kanemaru and Desperado. I, I had really enjoyed that match, but this time they go against a bone soldier, uh, Taji Ishimori, my breakout star of 2018. Um, and Robbie Eagles from Australia. Yeah. Uh, who, yep, yep. So tell me, A, your top three Robbie Eagles match, and B, could this be the wild card team? Ooh, um, I'm going to say no. On the top three matches, because I, I don't think I've seen three matches. I've just seen a lot of highlights um, and a lot of hearsay. So I have failed that aspect. Um, in fact, I will even hit myself with the good old fashioned this. Oops. Nope. No, I want this. Minus five stars. I didn't need to play Kanye. By the way, I heard that new Kanye song with Lil Pump. What the hell is that Lil Pump? That song sucks. Kanye West needs to go back to being hood again. He was never hood. He had backpacks. Oh, I'd like him to get his jaw wired shut then again. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was raw then. Anyway. Uh, no, I have not seen Robbie Eagles, but I know of him. Um, then you got the- AC. So that should be... Yes, go on. I don't, I don't think Ishimori. Here, it's hard because I think the tournament is going to end up going through the main event of this show for the finals of the tournament. Hmm. I think the winners are based around who brought us into the segment, but I think it's. Well, well, so so run the card, and then I'll give you my give you my thoughts. Then we have ACH and uh, <laughs> Raisuke Taguchi um, <laughs> take on Valador Junior and Sobranyo. What, what? Sobranyo? Sobranyo Junior. Some some brand what? Sobranero. No. Sobranyo. Sobranyo. There's no accent over the end, but it's an Anio Junior or Junior. <laughs> it's a Anio, and I'm Mexican, folks. Seven million dollars. <laughs> When's the next Wes Anderson movie coming out? I say. <laughs> no, really. Well, when, when is it? I no, don't know. Uh, uh, will he be mummified by the end of this tournament? That's the real question. Um, out Are of we- these teams. Only if he's ripping that shit off to do <laughs> Soberano Jr. Okay. El Soberano. He's from Coahuila, Mexico. 
He is a technical. Is he tight? Ah, I remember him from a couple of the. Uh, I remember uh, him. Come on, it was like no, ninety of the same guy down there in CML Triple no, A. That's CMLL from the. Um, uh, the hell am I trying to say? The January shows, the uh, the Fantasma, Fantastic Fantastic oh. He made events in one of the ones this year. When he was, I think he was El Nieto del Soberano versus La Park. <laughs> I'm ser- no, I, I I really think he did 2018 Fantastica Mania card. Let's see. Here we go. I'm 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 calling my shot right now. Fantastica Mania. Uh, let's see. The first night had Sansone. Versus Soberano Jr. for the Mexican National Welterweight Championship. Boom. He was, he, and then the second night had Babaro Cavanario and Volano Jr. Rush against Satoshi Kojima. Yeah, see, he, he had like the first night of Fantastica Mania. It was Sansone and Soberano Jr. and then Gran Grero and Nebla Roja. Soberano. He, he was on one of those shows. Pay that man his money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we have uh, the new and improved Time Splitters. I'm kidding. It's not improved. But Kushida and Chris Saban. Data, Shelly. We'll take on, uh, I I would say, one of the best teams in New Japan. Uh, Kind of, sorry. Uh, Yoshinuba, Kanemaru, and El Desperado. Uh, Ryan's uh, early favorite for MVP of 2018, especially in the junior division. Um, Obviously, like you said, you think it's going to, you know, when it comes down to the junior tag league this year, it all goes down through the champs still. Um, Do do you think these guys go undefeated uh, kind of along the way to kind of keep that momentum? I think I think they go people. five and two, maybe six and one, um, but it all, also depends on the finals. Now they could go seven and zero, oh, but I don't think that's logical. Um, I see a team like Liger and Tiger Mask somehow sneaking out a victory, um, but obviously main event of this show, the Punky Three mm. K against Shingo Takagi and Bushi. That's what leads me to this, is I think Shigo and Bushi beat Rapungi. But I think Rapungi beats Desperado and Katamaru to win the tournament. Interesting. Which then I think gets us to Wrestle Kingdom with Katamaru and Desperado finally losing the titles to Rapungi. Which then we now have Bushi and Shingo in her back pocket as somebody to face Rapunky for the belt since they beat him in the tournament. So I think they G won it in a way where Rapunky goes like six and one, and their only loss comes to Shingo and Bushi. So then when they reclaim the titles, you have an immediate title feud for those two. So I think that's the round I'm wow, going with. That's- that's some some pretty good booking, I would say. 
Um, I, I I don't know why they they shouldn't split up yet. They literally just came out. I, I just wanted to see Show Tanaka just finally beat the crap out of you for not knowing how to do is, is Show going to throw Yo through a barbershop window? Ah, uh, yes. That's what this cat's eating, jerk store. Um, yeah, I, I I would hope so. Um, but that can't. It's it's too early. My thing is like they've already they've already won the title. Why do they need to win it at Wrestle Kingdom? You know, against uh, there's no real like tug at the heartstrings type of thing. I think if you want something, you want a hard ass new team of Shingo and Bushi taking on uh, Suzuki Goon for the titles at the Dome. That's what you want to see, unless you have another attraction match, uh, you know, four-on-four LIJ um, versus some other random team, then maybe, but you got to have Shingo, uh, your new acquisition, one of the big matches coming in January 4th. I do like that because of the Zack Sabre Jr., Naito Evil, Minoru Suzuki feuds that have been going on too. So it actually mm-hmm. does make sense the feud uh, Chaos and uh, or I mean, excuse me uh, Bullock, or Suzuki-Goon and uh, LIJ with the Desperado and Kanemaru Shingo and Bushi angle. So I do like that. I think there's a lot of ways that can go. I will say the thing that I'm thoroughly excited for when you look at this tournament, these matches are going to tear the house down. It's going to be like mm-hmm. one of the best of the happened in May and you know we're talking every day going dear god did you see this match did you see this match did you see this you know what I mean like we we got on the radio we clamor for an hour and 45 minutes just about two matches <laughs> like they're throwing it they're throwing them all at you right away in those first two nights because those are the nights where they have all eight teams uh in action on the same night and then the second night, you made an event with Rapungi 3K versus Suzuki Goon. So, again, you have so many different, like you were saying, options uh, or previews, if you will, for, you know, what could be coming up for 2019. I just, I think, because, so, look at, look at Taiji Ishimori. He didn't win the Super Junior. He got to the finals and lost to Hiromu. Yeah, so... This isn't a company that's just going to take somebody and automatically just make them that. And mm-hmm. that's the reason I could see Shingo and Bushi going like a five and two and Rapungi three K goes six and one and Kanamaro and Desperado go six and one. And Shingo and Bushi don't make it in. Uh you know, a part of me wonders is Shingo in the junior tournament, which I, I truly believe he should be in it, but is he in it literally to take Hiromu's spot? I wouldn't say, t- I mean, for for the now, yes. I mean, for sure. But no, if, I, I wouldn't. It, let me ask you this. If Hiromu was healthy, how would Shingo have played in then to the LIJ or to just jumping in New Japan? <laughs> If 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 uh, Hiromu didn't uh, face that freak accident, uh, it would be the team of uh, Shingo and <laughs> and uh, Ryusuke Taguchi, because he would be part of uh, Taguchi Goon 
for New Japan. Oh. You totally oh. know. They're, they're already going to Western. This is just another step. There would have been another step for them to do that. Takagi throwing his booty everywhere. No, no Shingo be no. acting a fool like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, do you have? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't get over what she said to me. You know, Shingo be acting a fool. <laughs> um, Shingo. There's some song that they play at at work, and the person yells like. <laughs> Hello, or something. I always go, Shingo. And everyone just looks at me. And I want to tell them all the King Rocks. Because <laughs> um, we all know Shingo acts. I'm, I'm, I'm time stamping the hell out of this, by the way. <laughs> uh, Power struggle this year. We have six matches set up already. Um,. Not, you know, obviously we can get to a more extensive preview when the time comes. But as of right now, uh, we have the finals of the Super Junior Tag League. Uh, we have Okada and Trent Perretta against Jay White and Bad Luck Fale. We have Taguchi Japan members Hiroshi Tanahashi and David Finley against the Golden Lovers. Ah. We have... <laughs> obviously, Dave Finley's taking the fall in this match. <laughs> Do you think when he saw that He was like well I know what's happening On uh, November 3rd hey, uh, Taichi Defending the never Openweight championship against Will Ospreay Tetsuya Naito Zack Sabre And then oh. the main of power struggle Evil Going after Chris Jericho In the IWGP IC <laughs> Seriously, why why do they put on the best cards? Like you yeah. don't need fourteen shows a year. They're doing it in what half of that? Six, mm-hmm. seven, maybe yeah, six main shows a year. It's it's awesome. It's it's awesome. It's so easy. Oh, I love it. I love it. And here's here's some of the the. You know, the big kicker is obviously this sets up Naito Jericho for Wrestle Kingdom, I'm assuming. But, okay, let, let's, let's, look at, let's look at Wrestle Kingdom this way. Tanahashi, uh, Kenny Omega is your main event. Naito Jericho. I'm guessing Jay White and Okada. But if Osprey can beat Taichi, what if they did Osprey and Abushi at the Dome? Oh, for the never open title? Oh, sign me up 100%. Because you know Taichi ain't holding that shit down. Osprey wins to set him in a bushi. That's your special attraction. The crazy thing is, that match is probably going fifth down the card. But that could still steal the damn show. Think about that. That's crazy. Where's Ishii in this? Is he going to be tagging and going against Gorillas of Destiny? What about Sonata and Evil? Would it, should it they be going for the tag straps against Gorillas of Destiny, a.k.a. the Bullet Club? So there's a lot where it's just like where are some of these pieces going to fall 
yes, there are about 10, 11 matches, but again, the depth of this roster, you're like, there's so many what ifs, but they are more prone now to having more multi-man matches. So maybe we could see some of them fit into the, some of those puzzles, but yeah, I think what five matches are definitely a lock. Ryan, I pose you this though, when it comes to Russell kingdom, out of the three that you mentioned, they did kind of a fan vote to see who would truly main event. What do you think should, not just because there's a title, but what should close out Wrestle Kingdom 13? I, I think Omega Tanahashi, but I could see the fans voting Jericho Naito. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Just like how last, last time, he was not voted into the main event. So I wonder yeah. if they might do something similar. So look at, look at these perspectives. Omega, Tanahashi, Naito Jericho, Osprey and Taichi, Okada, Jay White. What if you threw a four-way together with uh, the Young Bucks, Evil Sonata, Gorilla huh. Destiny, oh, and Goto and Ishii? In a four-way. <laughs> and then for the Can Go to and should be called the lethal weapons because they're not too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> and then what if your junior title match is Kushida defended against Shingo? Jeez, oh, God, shut up, dude. <laughs> and we'll be dude, at the show. that match will be dope. Can you imagine sitting there watching this live? Shingo and Kushida. And we still haven't even booked Minoru Suzuki yet. Oh, he's in the Rumble. Oh, no. Bullshit, Walter. He wrestles Walter. He wrestles Walter. I just dumbed myself into that. No, you know what he does? Is we get Suzuki who explodes and we get Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, we're booking the greatest show ever. Oh, that that can't happen. That match. I would want that. Honestly, I would want that to go an hour. I would be disappointed if it went fifty nine minutes. We we just booked, and then obviously we have Desperado and Kanemaru against Rapungi Three K. We've just booked seven matches that are gonna that could blow. We didn't even throw Dragon Lee anywhere yet. We haven't thrown yeah. Cody at the U.S. title on there yet. We haven't put Adam Page oh, yeah. on there. <laughs> Forgot about the U.S. <laughs> title. Oh, man. So, I mean, does Cody take on Evil then? If they don't do him and Sonata, uh, you know, for the uh, for the tag belts or no L.I.J. versus an insert faction here uh, match, I mean, could he possibly go after the U.S. IWGP championship? That's tight. Let it happen. Why it. not? Evil. God, I love it. There's, dude. This card has so many possibilities with the way that they've booked everything that you could put out a card like no other. Come January. Jericho. <laughs> like they've, whether they wanted to or not, booked themselves into a spot where all these insane matches could happen. But, I mean, if it's led to any of the rumors, though, Ryan, apparently uh, 
it's not going oh so well, uh, you know, kind of uh, in the back with a lot of uh, kind of changes happening in the front offices there. So uh, don't know who it is. It could be the David Finley's or it could be the Okada's, but uh, apparently some wrestlers are not very happy and possibly could be contemplating moves to the WWE. Um, do you think Okada could possibly like try to cash in, I guess, I mean, and, and make it rain out in Connecticut and into the WWE landscape. I know as much as you might not want to see that, but if he's unhappy, do you think Vince might throw some money and see that being more important than say the bullet club? No, I, I think a lot of this is, is talk. Um, you know, they mentioned to, uh, says that he's been hearing from about unhappiness across the board in the company, including top Japanese talents, not just the elite that he's talked about. It's a vast majority of guys that are unhappy. Not everybody, but a lot of them. He knows Tamatanga is one of the guys mad on Twitter about it, though he has heard back in July when Tama got disciplined for his language and the incident with the fan that he was angry at the office about the reaction. Um, he mentions that that at the time of the G1 finals, nobody on the Bullet Club Elite side wanted to leave New Japan, and they were planning on staying, but now it's more up in the air. Um, he says that the decision was basically a done deal and now is being reconsidered. He thinks that if the internal reaction to the last to the lash out against the report and the guys who are talking to him as opposed to fixing the issue, that it's only going to get worse. He insinuates that he thinks that the issue is bad enough that if it continues, it's even got top guys thinking about options except Tanahashi. Talks about some of the Japanese talent is bothered by the company hiring a lot of foreign top executives who don't have experience in wrestling. I'm going to say this flat out. Dave Meltzer gets the majority of his information, Alex, um, from from who? Like, if you had to if you had to speculate where he gets his talent, who does he get his talent, or, or who does he get his information from? Uh, Especially Bruce listening Pritchard. to Pritchard <laughs> from from wrestlers, talent yeah. leaks things out to make it known. If anybody is talking to Dave Meltzer, it's Dave Meltzer's little homies, the elite. Those are the only guys that are talking to Dave Meltzer. I can guarantee hmm. you, Togi Makabe is not throwing a fit about the front office and thinking about going to the WWE. That would never happen. They would. They'd never take Togi Makabe. Not not anything against Makabe, but they just would not no, take Togi Makabe. I wanted to laugh really hard when you brought that as an example. <laughs> I'm like, interesting. Um, what I love too is. Tomatonga immediately shoots on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, but he said, so at Dave Meltzer, W-O-N, you went from putting all the heat on the foreigners, nothing about the Japanese talent, to now adding more bullshit, which includes top Japanese talents. You're deep in the wrestling politics now, huh? Who's playing you like a fiddle? Uh, Y'all wanted to go to war not knowing I am the only one uh, here who's ever been a real one Bitches I don't know what that has to do with anything Probably shouldn't have read that um, <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can get farther Into these Tamatanga ones um, 
Uh, okay, that's not on there. He then also said, I don't know, so if I, I don't know if you saw this, but Adam Page said that this is my last Bullet Club shirt, so if you want to get it, pick it up right now. Tomatanga tweeted a new shirt that says, new shirt up, that won't be my last one affiliated with Bullet Club because we are Bullet Club. Oh, oh and it's by far my favorite one. He then said <laughs> the elite doesn't exist without the Bullet Club. Good luck in WWE. He then uh, he then said Adam Page coming out with his last Bullet Club affiliated T-shirt. Ha! Who the f were you before then? Hashtag exactly. Good luck in WWE. We were here before. We were here during. We will be here after. Hashtag Bullet Club. Good luck in WWE. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Cody Rhodes tweeted, wrestlers have never been more talented and responsible. The people in charge of wrestlers have never been more clueless and irresponsible. Need to band together. Tomatanga tweeted, lying to the fans to get them to buy your merchandise is responsible. Cease and desist my effing ass. Let's start with being truthful first. So whether this Ooh. is all just throwing shade out or... Man, you know, it's like Aries and Morrison all over again. <clears throat> my my thought is, and, I, and I'm just going to say this now because this kind of ties into that rumor I had with the WWE and the Elite thing, is if Paige, Skrull, the Bucks, Cody, and say you throw Kenny Omega are willing to jump in January, what happened the last time this happened? We saw Anderson, Gallows, Nakamura, and Styles all jump to WWE from New Japan. What happened with New Japan, Alex? Uh, they were fine. They're the best they grew. they've had years ever since, right? Yep. What did they just do at this last King of Pro Wrestling show with the Bullet Club? Um, they reclaimed their name and, and redid it, it and pretty much just said, we are going to start a new beginning and have the coolest shirt ever. Pick up your Switchblade Bullet Club shirt because it's pretty <laughs> badass. So now Switchblade's in the group. Gato's in there. Jato's in there. And they reform together. Does that not say that if, if you're New Japan, what a better way are you saying if you guys want to leave? We'll be totally fine than rebranding this early before Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, it's all right. It's all right there. Like, I really think that these guys may jump ship, and they've already prepared for it. And they're like, "That's fine," because we made Jay White a bigger star than any wrestling company has made any yeah. one of their wrestlers in the last year. Tell me one guy, any company, has made a star like they made Jay White in the last twelve months, last ten months. There isn't. Uh, you can't because he really is. He went from, oh my God, Ryan, what were you talking about this guy for? To, wow, he's the best wrestler, entertainer, what have you, just worker um, in the world right now. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's all around. And, and what's crazy is, like you were saying, with the elite jumping ship, is it so out in the open that let's be real smarks are smarks they're gonna boo the living hell out of that they're gonna pop at first sure 
but it's going to get old right away. Remember the NWO coming back? We were like, yeah, this is awesome. He just murdered the rock in Chicago where I was in attendance at in a truck on truck collision. I want to say shout out to Hulk Hogan, by the way, where every time that that was going on, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to put him on his candy ass for life. NWO style brother. Because NWO is for life on his candy ass brother. The NWO for life. He kept reiterating the same like three. I'm like, Hulk, shut up and run him over. The NWO. My sign that I, I never make signs, but that was the only night I made a sign, and it said the band is back together. NWO. Because I was a marking I, hard for that. I still wish I would have made my Alexa, would you bliss on me sign, or take huh. a bliss on me sign. But hey, hey, don't let's don't get us kicked out again. That's true. Apologize. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have said that. I just, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm still like, God, that would have been Crown a really Jewel. good idea. <laughs> Don't worry. She's not going to make the trip. She's going to be bored. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, no, seriously, like, are people going to yawn if Cody Rhodes, who was just Stardust two, three years ago, and Kenny Omega, a guy who enjoys video games, it's, hey, that's fine. And the Young Bucks come out with the cease and desist. Uh, and a guy with long curly hair and cowboy boots and come out again, pop for a month. And then do you see a decline in that? Or do you think gonna, it, that could just be the product creative burying it? I, I a hundred percent think if and when they debut at the rumble, people are going to lose their mind. Before SummerSlam hits in August, after the way WWE books these talents week in and week out, it's going to be no different than Gallows and Anderson at that point. And Gallows and Anderson went into WrestleMania as tag champions, and nobody cared. Because the problem, with, the problem with WWE is everything's so oversaturated. You just get bored of it. That's my problem with it. So should they leave? I mean, for the payday they're going to get, hell yeah. I would. Look, you don't... Okay, I understand that you're a pro wrestler because you want to make amazing matches and do all these things, but you're a pro wrestler because you want to make a living. Mm-hmm. So why not go where you're going to make the most money? Cody Rhodes is going to get the biggest raise you could fathom because of how over he is. You know, all these guys are going to get so much money. Like I, I understand that some people are like, oh, well, I don't want to. If I go to the E, I'm selling out. Look, you don't, you don't go work at Target in a managerial role not trying to become a district manager or something like that. You know, you're not there for the love of selling video games in the electronics department. Because when it's all said and done, it's all about the paycheck. If you're going to the E, you're going to get a paycheck. 
Mm-hmm. You're not going to the you, Daniel Bryan didn't stay with the WWE to have great matches. Contrary to what everybody told me with him re-signing. Oh man, can you name the barn burners he's had since? No. And, and That's got to be Kane. To be fair, somebody somebody said this to me, or somebody mentioned this to me, and I will mention it on the radio. Um, Alex is not one of them. Alex was somebody who questioned him signing, but also questioned my hatred towards it and was on the fence, not sure how to take it. So he's not one of the people who literally was like, you're so nervous for nothing. He was a 50-50 guy. So mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out there because I've gotten, I've gotten text messages from people like, hey, when are you going to make an opening with Alex eating crow about Daniel Bryan? I'm like, he didn't blatantly say it. Just said the opportunities are there. The problem is booking isn't there. Booking doesn't understand opportunities. No, let let me ask you this, Alex. Uh, This is kind of WWE related. Shawn Michaels, AJ Styles, WrestleMania 35. If you're Daniel Bryan, are you pissed? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, in what capacity? Him and him and HBK, just do um, that at the Rumble. That's fine. Okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. See, that, and that's, there's no crown jewel right. though. I mean, they they said HBK is not going to wrestle at Survivor Series. So, I mean, do you potentially just build them for 2019? One more last hurrah, or again, is it something where it's just like, wow, it's something we wanted for years, and now that it's that it's finally here. I mean, we know the outcome's got to be good, right? Or I, is it something that we really need? I'm still mad that Michaels is going to wrestle Kane and Undertaker. Like that still pisses me off. Yeah. Like years. And once again, it's it's you know it's like they said on our voices of wrestling. If only these Saudi princes were. ROH tape trader marks, and they're like, we want AJ Styles versus Cassius Ono. Like, if only we could get those <laughs> matches, you know, which we won't get. But, oh, I don't know. There's there's a lot there's a lot to be done. And by doing Daniel Bryan and, or excuse me, AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels, that to me says you've officially eliminated any possibility of Daniel Bryan and Miz for the title. Unless you're not going to make Styles Michaels a title match, and you're going to somehow have Miz beat Styles between now and the Rumble, or right after the Rumble, and then still make the Shawn Michaels program work. Like, that just seems like too many moving pieces at once. I'd be fine for both those matches. I, I, I don't know. Like, the whole you know, Bullet Club thing coming all at once now, just because they're making it so obvious. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, I like the element of supply, surprise. Do you just throw one of them in, in the rumble? Like, do you just do Kenny Omega and then you have the bucks come out at two Oh five live. I don't know. What, <laughs> so are you splitting them? No, no, I'm, I'm just, just kidding around with that. But I'm just saying, like, but like, do you just have Kenny Omega be the sole representative and the rest to come out Monday night? I think, unless you want to give him a longer Rumble run, 
you know, where they're they're both in there for forty minutes or whatnot. But it's, it it goes back to the double standard because they're gonna have them. Look, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Two weeks after they debut, Vince is gonna go. Oh, I got a great idea. Let's book the Young Bucks against the Authors of Pain. Well, the Authors of Pain beat them, and then they can look up at him and scoff and show that they have aggression to come back and beat him next time, and we've started a feud. It's like, no, that's stupid. I don't want to watch the Authors of Pain beat them. And then Matt Jackson can grab his back. There's no way Matt Jackson can outstand Razor. I don't want to He's see that He's going to get crap. power slammed after power slammed <laughs> after power slammed. That's where I think your misses are going to happen. <laughs> like they're gonna and then they get split up. Yeah. Who barbershop windows who? Matt or Nick? Oh, oh, Matt. No, Nick, because they call him Luigi all the time. Oh. But then again, like, what are we going to get an awesome feud with Hangman Page against No Way Jose? <laughs> you know he's NXT bound. He's going to be the BC member of NXT. So it's like all these all these possibilities could happen, but if you look at the proprietor nature of the booking that, that is built around this company and the standard of these wrestlers, you know it's going to go from this great... Like you know, it's this great life force shooting forward through everybody's mind. Boom, the Bullet Club, and then it's going to start just, uh, you know, so and so's feud's going to get perpendicular, turned away from so and so's feud, and now rolling, you know, two o'clock for one guy and seven o'clock for another guy, and it's like, wait, they're together. Well, yeah, but we'll make it all come back together in three months, and. Let's take this guy and go, and and that's the crap that's going to happen, and then you're going to lose everybody. And it just, it's when it's all said and done, man. I'm telling you, if the elite show up in January, it's for the money, because they know they're not getting booked in any great. And I'll tell you what, they could be told all they want that they're going to have creative control, but I give them six months of that, and then they're going to go, let us just take over so you can focus on your promo work, and they'll go, okay. We're getting paid. Do you think they will? Uh, they would have to finagle something in the contracts, right, for uh, uh, merchandise. Like they would have to negotiate for a bigger percentage, right? Especially with all the success with Hat Topic. New Japan owns the Bullet Club gimmick. New Japan owns the name, the skull logo. All the original stuff is owned by New Japan Pro Wrestling. What about the elites? <clears throat> That's owned by, I believe, uh, Matt Jackson. Okay, interesting. So that's where I think they just go in as the elite. They and already think, got a chance. And with with the way that that match finished, you know, not too or a couple weeks ago, um, I think with the Bucks going out on top like that. And they use the elite theme music as their intro and outro, and we, we we've been able to see that that Nick Jackson's put enough body weight that he looks good. That I think they don't have any reasons why they can't run a good show and fight for the title. <laughs> it just hit me the whole weight gain aspect. Wow, just for <laughs> Connecticut. 
A lot of possibilities. It's going to be uh, <laughs> an interesting couple of months. That's the crazy thing. It's only three months away. Uh, but, you know, every week it's going to be something something new. But, hey, that just shows you uh, how big New Japan has, has kind of exploded within the last couple of years. Because they are making the headlines now and making... Uh, everyone at Stanford uh, a little a little nervous. <laughs> it's it's interesting, man. I mean, it's really they're signing their talent. They're bringing TNA Impact wrestlers in, building relationships with that. And how dumb was it that they bring in all these Impact people over, and then they stop it from happening, and then they real quick last minute shoot back down the river, like, wait, we were just kidding, we're just quitting. <laughs> you know, we're all going to come back. Like it's, I don't know. This doesn't make sense. We talked impact for like an hour, by the way. Yeah, we went the whole first that hour. Was, that's the most in like all of 2017. Mm-hmm. You even heard me talking about seven million dollars. <laughs> seven million dollars. Seven million dollars. I think Matt you know, Riddle. Could uh, potentially retire Brock Lesnar? Is that the match you want to see? Mm. No, but it's cool. I don't know. You said he wants to do that after he wins the NXT Championship. Dang, he's going out for blood. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. The RVD of 2018 and beyond. I cannot wait. The uh, NXT brand will be in Minnesota December 8th at Roy Wilkins. Yeah, we should try to go to that. Get Master Show. I'll be all in. Fifth row on sale for 40 bucks right now. Tight. So there's Those are fun tickets. shows. Yeah, I, I've been trying to see, see Champa. Yep. We'll probably get Gargano. we we'll probably get Sane. Uh, Sheena Riddle. Baszler. Riddle. Oh, maybe we can see Oh! Alex, I might Hooray. be buying tickets after we get yeah. up here. Keith Lee! <laughs> that'd be tight. Basket and all that crap. his glory, baby. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love that. Hey, do you think we need to book WrestleCast Radio? Uh, any wrestling organizations out there? I think we need to book for 2019. The Daredevil, Derek Fury, taking on Matt Seidel and his third eye. What do you think of that possible matchup? Well, once again, I kind of hinted this uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, March, there may be a special uh, Saturday-Sunday MCW reunion uh, back-to-back shows that we're working on as we speak. So what? never know what could take place at these shows. Which I've been MCW reunion. My God. I can finally do that chance and have it make sense. (laughs) No, but you got you got random North Dakotians, random Nodak people chanting MCW, which Mercer probably pissed his pants because he's a bitch about things. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we're shooting tonight, guys. New (laughs) Japan in two hours. Mercer, if we could use his ring for these MCW shows, and he said, "Well, by getting paid royalties because you're using my ring that has EWI written on it." And Demetrius is like, "No, we 
we'll book you on the show, we'll pay you for the ring, and we'll pay you for trans. And he started throwing a fit. Well, are you going to film it and let me use it on my network? And we're like, good God, bro. Wow. You got to come. I would pay non- him not to wrestle. Oh, it's your non-Jeff Cobb looking ass. Or to put on his attire. Maybe we'll book him Walter. After hours. That'd be, oh, man. Are you going to get Casey and JoJo to do the uh, national anthem? Tell me it's real. Get it? Baby, baby, no. baby. It's real. I remember I saw them live at the Target Center. No, at the X. No, it was Target Center. It was Casey and JoJo, Genuine, uh, Key Sweat, and 112. And like... Casey and JoJo just started walking off the stage, just randomly walking through the crowd singing. And nobody <laughs> knew where they were at one point. You couldn't even see them. And I was like, where the hell did they go? <laughs> were, were, you going to hype? were you going to hype? Were you jumping I up and down? Genuine was awesome. <laughs> he he was doing a, have you ever seen a dog in the club with the window pulled up? Head popping like hell yeah. He did that song. <laughs> and then what, he did... song? what genuine <laughs> went hard? I, I didn't yeah. realize that. You know, Big Tom is in the club with the windows pulled up. <laughs> what? Like hell yeah. That song? I got so fresh, this so, up. So, so polite. That song? Genuine and then, uh, anyway. <laughs> Greatest thing Alex has ever said. Oh, the hell yeah, dude. What? Why is Baby in the video? It's just like eight of them in the song, and the clips are in the song. What? Was it and Mouse? Oh man, Bentleys and Beamers. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he's saying, uh, "In those jeans." Yeah, that one. Man, had... did you? Uh, why can't music be like up? this anymore? When it was a nice eclectic mix and no mumbling BS. It ain't none of your friend's business. Ain't none of your friend's business. I, oh, yeah, I do remember that song. And this video. Man. Anyway, shout out to WWE so we didn't have to talk Supercar and Showdown. Super Show, Super Show, Showdown. Super Showdown. Super Showdown. Um, do you want to drop any kind of a review in the final minute or two we have? Um, that's what I expected. Um, Styles Joe little... was good, but that was about it, I think. Um, we yeah. have one fantasy draft to do this year, and I'm dying to do it. Uh, Thirty picks for each person. John Carroll, I'm stealing this from you, just so you know. Wrestling at Wrestle Omakaze, he, he runs Wrestling Omakaze. There's going to be four of us: myself, Alex, probably Demetrius, and we got to figure out a fourth. I think it's going to be Michael Whitlow. Thirty people. Then, the Sage King. No, no, because I don't want him picking <laughs> Cross and Moose and the. Are first we going to have to pay him royalties? No, we're going to tell him to just go do something. <laughs> But we're taking 30 guys each, so 120 total picks. It's going to be awesome. We're going to put together a super show. 
Can't wait for you to, uh, for you guys to check it out. Super showdown, Woodbury. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night, Sportscast is going to return. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Elijah, potentially Jordan. Um, and then before the week's over, we're still going to try to get that NHL preview out. We had it all set up, ready to go. We were gonna, me and Demetrius were gonna do that NHL preview for everybody, and then we did overnights, and it changed the whole game. Because <laughs> when you walk in the door, nine thirty in the morning, it's like, I don't know if I feel like sitting and talking for two hours. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not lie. That's my fault. I apologize. But we got some, we got some good content coming out for you, Strongstyle Media. Um, once again, thank you all for sticking with us. I apologize. I had a five minute. Uh, Fit, a little little accident fit where I don't know where I was. Uh, narcolepsy strong. Uh, it's like uh, AI in the paint. But I'm getting uh, I'm getting a, a sleep study next week, so I'll be back in the game in this bitch. And I, I and, and to be fair, Alex, I think I recovered quite well after talking about that match. Agree. Uh, it was like Jeff Hardy's thing back at yeah. Glory Road. Victory Road. <laughs> It was happening for a minute, then I came back in and everything was totally fine. But we'll get that. <laughs> and then look at the screen that says Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. And I'm like, oh man, Bischoff's pissed. Um, <laughs> we'll be back soon. I would love to do it this week, guys. We'll, I got to talk to Alex. I got to talk to Demetrius. Uh, if Whitlow's doing it, I got to talk to Whitlow. But I would love to do this draft this week, uh, get you guys some more content. We'll be back soon, having some more fun. Junior Episode. Tag League next Monday, by the way. Yeah, and and by the way, judging by the way things are going to go, um, if I'm doing quick mathematics, aka just pulling up a calendar on my phone here, um, we got 94, 95, 96, 7, 98, 99. Um, the day before Wrestle Kingdom... It's our 100th show, Alex. Wow. So. Calendars are awesome. We may have to, uh, if we're <laughs> in Tokyo, for Wrestle Kingdom like we plan on being. By the way, I found a company, uh, Jeff Jarrett's Global Force. Their Wrestle Travel? Uh, that may be able to get us our tickets and our uh, airline. I'll fly out so, of London. We should go to Progress through there. Yeah, we're going to Progress in uh, May. May 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's like a thousand bucks to stay there for a week. Tickets go on sale the 22nd. And Progress has a travel thing too, and I already emailed them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> There's a lot coming up here for you guys. <coughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, episode 100, Day Before Wrestle Kingdom. So it's going to yeah. be fun. We will. Catch y'all on the flip side. Thank y'all for jumping in, listening to us tonight. Draft coming soon. Otherwise, we'll catch you next week. 94 coming at you. Myself, Alex Mello. Alex, I don't suppose you have that sound clip one last time in front of you? Um, Of course I don't. But I will <laughs> after this. But I'm bum bum But I'm bum bum <laughs> And don't forget, guys, uh, stay classy. The only door you ever knocked down was the door to John Cena's bedroom.